Good morning once again. And good morning to those on Zoom or listening online. So glad to have you with us today. Well, go ahead, uh, turn to Proverbs chapter 3 this morning, getting back into our study in Proverbs. And while you're turning to Proverbs chapter 3, I have a question for you. Have you ever had the thought, God's punishing me for something? Can't tell you how many times I've heard that through the years, you know, when things are really going wrong and uh, God's punishing me, God's, uh, God's mad at me for something. And uh, I want to I correct that notion for us today in a way that I hope will be encouraging. Because you know, at one point or another in our Christian lives, uh, we need to, we're, we're going to face that question. Uh, we need to know how God deals with us so that we can uh, navigate through those difficult times, so that we can, uh, yes, receive that forgiveness, or yes, receive his, his chastening for our good. Uh, but we need to kind of understand how this works so we can maneuver that, so we don't get off into uh, God's punishing me, he's mad at me, uh, I'll never get it right, and just, you know, uh, create distance in the relationship, um, but to come back uh, to him in a way where we know and can receive his love. Amen? Proverbs chapter 3, beginning at verse 11. Bible says, My son, do not despise the Lord's discipline, or be wary of his reproof. For the Lord reproves him whom he loves, as a father the son in whom he delights. When I do <clears throat> pre-marriage counseling, uh, one of the things we naturally talk about is raising children, right? Um, and one of the obvious things in raising children is this whole matter of discipline. And boy, things have changed through the last 50 years, haven't they, uh, as far as discipline goes. Well, uh, borrowing from a later chapter of Proverbs, uh, chapter 13, verse 24, says this, Whoever spares the rod hates his son, and he who loves him is diligent to discipline him. In other words, if a child, and we all know this as parents, if a child is just allowed to do whatever they want when, whenever they want, what happens, right? They get, they get spoiled, they get self-centered, they, they, they don't have any respect for authority or anything like that, and ultimately it turns out to have a miserable life not only for themselves but for the people around them, right? So, um, a loving parent who is genuinely concerned for that child's well-being later on in life, will be diligent, the Bible says, to discipline. Now, what I like to do, based on my own mistakes as a dad, because I was very imperfect as a father, um, is to explain the difference between discipline and punishment. They may seem like synonyms, cinnamon, cinnamon? Uh, no, synonyms, but I think as we look closer, we will see there is a difference between the two. I like to, uh, I have a chart that I have in my counseling. Uh, I want to put that up on the screen for you here. 
And there we go. Okay. So, punishment versus discipline. When you look at the chart here, you'll see the motivation for punishment is anger. The motivation is anger. Um, whereas what we just read as far as discipline in Proverbs said what? What is the motivation for discipline? Love, right? It's love. Genuine concern for the child's best interest. As I said, I made my mistakes and I let my anger and my frustration get the best of me out of times and I had to go back several times to my kids and apologize to them for doing it wrong. Maybe they deserve discipline, but I punished instead. I responded in anger and frustration instead. I did it wrong. I needed to apologize to them. Uh, number two, you'll see the purpose. The purpose for punishment is retribution, right? You did this. You frustrated me. You angered me. You cost me extra time. You cost me extra money. You did whatever, and now I'm punishing you. You deserve this retribution, Okay, that's punishment. Uh, the purpose for discipline, on the other hand, is training. Most of you, I'm sure, have heard this proverb, train up a child in the way they should go, and when they're old, they won't depart from it. What is training? It's instruction. It's mentoring. It's encouragement. It's discipline. It's a whole process, right, of, of training someone in character and different things, right? So, um, that process we need to, in order to raise a child to be wise and confident and caring and a productive member of society. Uh, number three here, the practice of punishment is inconsistent. And th this, this to me is the hardest thing of parenting. I don't know how many amens I'll get. The hardest thing in all of it was consistency, right? If you do that again, you're going to... One more time, right? And, that, and, and it keeps changing. Why? Because we're busy, we're involved in something else. I told you, and the line just keeps moving and moving and moving. The child doesn't know where the line is, right? Um, and studies show overwhelmingly that proper boundaries actually uh, do add to the security and feeling of well-being of a child. So the practice of discipline, on the other hand, is methodical. It's planned. It has a goal, right, for the child's best good. Okay? There's thought behind it. There's a plan versus reaction, right? Uh, number four, the response for punishment, fear. I grew up with some of that. The response for punishment is fear. I, I don't want to be punished or, you know, I, I, this, this happened to me, so I'm just I'm going to do it, right? Um, maybe, but the response to good discipline, on the other hand, is respect. Okay? Maybe not right away. Um, but if the discipline is understood, if the why is understood, if the goal is understood, if the motivation is understood, it's going to lead to respect, isn't it? Respect for the parent, 
respect for uh, the boundary. Right? How many wish you would have listened a little bit better when you were younger to some things, lessons that you had to learn the hard way? Amen? So, and then number five, the results. The results of punishment, I'm going to call this outward obedience. Outward obedience. Yeah, it gets done, but the attitude of the heart. I, I heard a story of a, um, a little kid who was sent in the corner, you know, to, to sit in the corner and uh, said, I'm, I'm sitting on the outside, but I'm standing on the inside, right? You get the outward obedience. The thing happens. Um, I, I'm, I'm made to submit, therefore I do it. Uh, or stop doing this or that. But when I get older, when I get on my own, you know, so the, 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 the character, the, the, the idea of the goal, the, the internalizing of the value doesn't get done. Just the outward action gets done. Uh, and when it's fear, it erodes the relationship, doesn't it? There's no, there's no closeness in that relationship. Just, I, I just better toe the line. Uh, whereas the results of proper discipline, behavior modification, right? The behavior changes, um, and it builds the relationship in the long run. So you see there's a vast difference between punishment and discipline. All right. Uh, Okay, so no parent, sorry, lost my place here. No parent, no situation is perfect. Everybody give yourself a, right? Um, but on the whole, the results of discipline versus punishment are going to be far, far greater. Actually, there is one perfect parent, isn't there? Our Father, who art in heaven, is perfect. His wisdom is is perfect. His methods are perfect. And the Bible says, as we read, do not despise the Lord's discipline or be wary of his reproof, for the Lord reproves him whom he loves as a father, the son in whom he delights. If, 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 you, got, if you do this in your Bible, circle the word loves, circle the word delights. You got to understand the relationship from God's aspect. There may be times of discipline in our lives. We'll talk about that a little bit. Um, but what is the attitude of God's heart all the time? Love. Delight. He loves His children. Period. Right? The Lord's discipline, not punishment. The Hebrew word can also be translated as training. In other words, it's part of that process, a process, process that includes encouragement, right? We come to church, we, we, we get encouraged, we read God's Word. Not only is there um, exhortations to do this or not to do that, but there's all kinds of promises in God's Word of, of what He has for us as His children, uh, talks about His love for us, talks about grace, right? All of these things that are there for us. The power of the Holy Spirit that is available to us, right? Mentoring. 
mentoring, right? Jesus trained disciples, didn't he? It's an interesting word, disciple, isn't there? How does that fit with discipline, right? Because there's training, part of that process, encouragement, reproof when necessary, as God himself reproves. Reproves how? Him in whom he loves. So again, as, as a parent who is concerned for our well-being, concerned for the type of person we are, for the kind of life that we live that is going to be a blessing to us and a blessing to the people around us, God will discipline us at times. Right? Romans 8.29 says this, For those whom he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his Son, in order that he, Jesus, might be the firstborn among many brothers. Okay? What, is, what is his ultimate goal? To conform us to the image of Jesus. To make us like Jesus. Anybody that we'd rather be like? Right? Think of the, the character and nature of Jesus. Yeah, that's his goal. Make us like him. Hebrews actually quotes the proverb in our text this morning and then adds this in Hebrews chapter 12, uh, beginning of verse 7. It says, it is for discipline that you have to endure. God is treating you as sons and daughters. For what son is there whom his father does not discipline? If you are left without discipline, watch this one. If you are left without discipline in which we have all participated, then you are illegitimate children and not sons. Besides this, we have had earthly fathers who disciplined us and we respected them. Shall we not much more be subject to the Father of spirits and live? For they disciplined us for a short time as it seemed best to them, but he disciplines us for our good that we may share his holiness. For the moment, all discipline seems painful rather than pleasant, but later it yields the peaceful fruit of righteousness to those who have been trained by it. Hebrews says that this is something that we will all go through at times as children of God. God's discipline. What does is, what is the discipline of God look like? What does the discipline of God look like? Well, for me, as I can look back over the last 40 years, the discipline of God um, is, is one of two things. Number one, it's allowing me to face the consequences of my actions. Um, and, and we see this, I touched on this last week a little bit, we see this with, with Israel, okay? God would warn. How many ever heard the word conviction, you know? I'm under conviction for something. You just have this heaviness, right? And you know, you know it's from God. You have this heaviness. I'm walking in the wrong direction. And we have choices, right? We can push the Holy Spirit out of the way and say, no, I want to go this way anyway. And he, he warns. Sometimes he warns us through other people, right? But we still have that choice. We can push the Lord out of the way, push him out of the way, push him out of the way. And then God says, okay, time is up just like he did with Israel, right? And we face the consequences of our actions. We say, God, why did I get in this mess? Because you continued 
to go in the way that your stubborn heart wanted to go, Ron. And uh, so now you have to you have to face that. You have to see what this direction is going to bring in your life. He is patient with us. He he, he you know he gives us rope, um, and calls us to come back home. Calls us to respond to that conviction. Calls us to repentance. Right. But if we push and push and push and push, finally God says, okay, right? And we face consequences. That's, that's one of the biggest teachers in life is consequences. And that's why as parents, you know, there are times that we need to get out of the way and, and let our children face the consequences of their actions so that they can learn um, that you just don't get bailed out every time you do something wrong. That's, how, that, that's one of the ways that we learn. And that's one of the ways that God teaches us, right, in consequences. Uh, the other way that I see uh, this happen is just, as it did with Israel, when, when they would turn from God over and over, he would just lift his hand, and then things just start going wrong, Right? All heck breaks loose, and you know, why isn't why suddenly this is going wrong, and this is going wrong, and this is going wrong, this is going wrong, and what do we do instinctively? God, right? So He's saying, I can't get your attention any other way. So I'm gonna let the bottom drop out, so that you have to look up and get get your attention. But again, what is that? Is that being done in punishment? Is that being done in retribution? Absolutely not. God is trying to train us. He's trying to teach us. He's trying to get us back on the path to a life, to a character more and more like Jesus so that we can be have, live that best life, right? And be a blessing to ourselves and to the world around us. God always, always, always has our ultimate good in mind. His discipline is always in love. It may be painful, as Hebrews says. Because no discipline is pleasant. <clears throat> it may be painful when we're going through it. But it says later it yields the peaceful fruit of righteousness. Because when we are in righteousness, when we're walking in the right way, we're walking in a life that yields peace, doesn't it? When we know we're going the wrong way, are we at peace in our hearts? No. When we're in harmony with God, are we at peace? <sighs> right? It's like um, the Lord uh, whispered in my heart one time. He said, you know, if you didn't exceed the speed limit, you wouldn't be nervous when you go by that speed trap. Hmm. It just kind of makes sense, right? If you, if you go on the speed limit, you just never have to worry about it. You can just drive down the road and be at peace. And, oh, by the way, Ron, leave a little earlier, would you? <clears throat> Keep waiting to the last minute. Peaceful fruit of righteousness. Hebrews says this is something, again, that we all go through. Matter of fact, he goes on uh, past that to say if we don't face consequences uh, for our actions, he says, then you're illegitimate children pretending to be Christians on the outside, but apparently not on the inside because 
if we're not if we're not sensing that that conviction from the Lord, if we're if He's not dealing with us, uh, and we're just able to live any way we want, do anything we want without any sense of of regret, remorse, conviction, or anything, it's time to find that altar again and say, okay, I need to be born again. I need the Holy Spirit in me to be guiding me in that. So, is God punishing you or me? No. Is He mad at us and dealing retribution to us for, for things that we do when we, when we walk outside of His uh, what, what we know we should be doing? No. Is He saying, that's it. Whap! Right? You just pushed me too far. I'm going to get off the couch and whap! No. Is He beating us down in frustration and anger? No. That is not His way. Right? Could he be allowing us, on the other hand, to face consequences of our unpleasant consequences of our actions in order to get our attention, in order to teach us, to train us? Absolutely. But it's not in anger. What did we see? Again, he reproves those whom he loves as a father, the son, or daughter that he delights in. Right? Therefore, verse 12 of uh, Hebrews 12, lift your drooping hands and strengthen your weak knees and make straight paths for your feet. What's he saying? He's saying respond to that discipline when it comes. If the bottom drops out, if the consequences are there, respond, confess that sin to a father whose arms are outstretched and open wide. That's what we need to do in discipline. Turn from that thing by the power of the Holy Spirit and do what He would have us to do instead. So that, verse 13, what is lame may not be put out of joint, but rather be healed. Right? So that that weakness in our character, that destructive attitude or behavior doesn't become entrenched in our personality. Well, that's just brother so-and-so. That's just sister so-and-so. That's the way they are. You just got to get used to it. Is that, is that how we want to be known? Of course not. Right? We don't want those things to become entrenched in our character. That what is lame be put out of joint. Right? No. But rather be healed. Rather be healed. Be made whole. Verse 14, strive for peace with everyone and the holiness without which no one will see God. See to it that no one fails to obtain the grace of God, that no root of bitterness springs up and causes trouble and by it many become defiled, that no one is sexually immoral or unholy like Esau who sold his birthright for a single meal. For you know that afterward when he does desired to inherit the blessing, he was rejected, for he found no chance to repent, though he sought it with tears. Here's a scary part. The scary part is you and I still have a free will. We still have a free will, just like a child who is obstinate and will not respond to discipline. We may have had those situations as a parent or a child, right? We can refuse God's discipline up to a point 
where we actually begin to despise spiritual things, stiffen our neck against God until there's a place of, of no return and the blessings that could have been ours are forfeit. Discipline's a two-way street. That's why Hebrews 4 says, Today, if you hear his voice, don't harden your hearts as they did in the rebellion. Speaking of when, when Israel was right at the door, right at the door of the promised land. God told them to go in and take it. And they hardened their hearts, and they ended up wandering in the desert for 40 years. That's not what God wants for us. Some of us, have wandered in deserts in periods of time. Maybe you're in one now. Maybe you've been in one in the past. Wandering in the desert. Not at peace. No joy in your Christian life. No joy in life, period. Right? Why? Because back here, we got off track and God warned us and God was trying to discipline us. And we said, no, 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 no. Right? Today, if you hear His voice, Harden not your heart. Remember, those arms are wide open. And, and, and you, I mean, you might be on the top of a mountain right now, you know, between you and God, right? But we're imperfect. We fall. We struggle with things, right? So when we get into this place, we need to understand, yes, God disciplines. Anger, no. Punishment, no. Love, yes. Discipline, yes. How do we respond? Okay, God, you got my attention. I got off track back here. Would you help me by your Holy Spirit get right back on the road? And, and, and what does the Bible say? When we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to cleanse us from our sins, cleanse us from all unrighteousness, right? That's our God. Open arms, ready to receive. Lift up the drooping hands. Strengthen your weak knees. See, when, when we saw this in the Old Testament in Israel, um, thankful to God for that uh, example that we see God dealing with a nation so we know how he kind of works in these things. How many times um, when they faced difficulty, instead of running to God, they complained, they murmured, Right, especially just coming out of Egypt there, they would murmur that God brought us out here in the desert to kill us. Right? It was from, from, from the God who delivered them with signs and wonders and miracles and showed his love and concern for them. Uh, they, you know, there, there's, there's no water or there's no this or no that. Instead of coming to God uh, as with that understanding of his love for them, oh, he just brought us out here to kill us. There is a lack of trust. A lack of trust. And I can tell you, I have had times in, in my Christian life where, okay, God's mad at me, God's punishing me. Right? Been there. So instead of running into those loving arms, what do we do? What do we have a tendency to do? We self-medicate. Right? We self-medicate with food and entertainment and other substances. Right? Because we got this, this unrest in us that we want to deal with instead of 
because God's mad at me. He doesn't want to see me until I get it perfect and I get it right now. Run to those arms. Remember Adam right in the very beginning when Adam sinned? God came down to walk with them in the cool of the day. What did he say to Adam? Adam, where are you? I hid because I was afraid. Right? Instead of running to God, I blew it. What did they do? They hid. Right? Now, Adam, where are you? Right? God, of course, God knew where he was. What was he saying? He's saying, Adam, where are you? I have come right, to walk with you, to fellowship with you. Where are you? Well, I'm hiding. Why are you hiding? Because I sinned. Right? God wants to restore that fellowship right from the beginning. He clothed them in animal skins, right? He clothed their nakedness, the Bible says. And I had one pastor say to me, and I, and I, I, I think this is right, he probably clothed them with a lamb, with the wool of a lamb. So there was a lamb slain right from the very beginning, right? You see the symbolism of Jesus, the lamb slain for us. God wanting to reconcile, God wanting to restore us to fellowship with him. Because he loves us. Because he delights in us. Remember that verse we read a couple of weeks ago? He rejoices over us with singing. Right? He loves his kids. So, lift up those drooping hands. Strengthen those weak knees. Make straight paths for your feet. So that what is lame may not be put out of joint. But rather healed. Healed by a father who loves us more than we could ever imagine. Amen? Amen. Let's pray. Oh, Father, thank you for helping us to see that you never cast us out in anger, but you discipline us as children in whom you delight. It's hard sometimes, Lord, uh, to face those consequences and, and things, but we know now, we understand where it's coming from, why it's coming, and uh, who's waiting at the other end. So draw us close to you, Lord. Help us to know that you will forgive us, you will cleanse us, you will Restore us, because that's who you are. Thank you, Lord. In your awesome name we pray.